Hitman 11 o'clock. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, as we were joking about how late he might be coming in right as the show intro was starting. Wes, welcome. Fashionably on time, as always. At the buzzer, right? Bam. That you got the right mic on? Who knows? Let's try that one. I'll pull a Chris. There we go. <laughs> Four different you just mics keep pulling one time. until one works, right? Y'all, yeah, I still don't know which one I'm on, to be you're, honest. You're, you're good. You're good. I'm going to bring this up off the top because this is a weird situation. Okay. It has nothing to do with South Carolina. I was actually. about to say, what have you not told us, Chris? No, no. What's like, why did you not? Are you entering the this? portal, Chris? Is that what you got to tell us? <sighs> no. I'm After not. much consideration. Yeah, with that being said. Um, so, have y'all seen this FSU situation with their defensive tackle, Josh Farmer? I have not. You have not. I'm going to tell you about it. Please do. So, last night, Matt Zenitz from 24-7, he, he portal Pete Nakos from on three. They do a great job of covering transfer portal moves, like who's in, mm-hmm. who's expected to go in, who's out, all these different things. Uh, must follow people. Hey, hey. Can we make the people wait for one second? Let me Let's let me just it. throw out a little bit of love for those guys, man, because yeah. we, we got to cover the local South Carolina, like, this guy's entering the portal Yep. for, I mean, it, last, this, it lasted about a week, I mm-hmm. think. But really, there was like two or three days where we we're just like, this guy might be in, this guy might be in. And me, Chris, Mike, we were all like asking everybody we knew, hey, have you heard this guy's leaving? Have you heard that guy's leaving? It was exhausting. So... For those guys to cover this for this entire period, like on a national standpoint, like I have all the respect in the world for them. Well, which, by the way, there's a name for when Nakos drops something now. It's called a Nakosification. I don't know if you heard that on Staples podcast recently, but you, know, you have woes bombs and now you have Nakosifications. I like it, but it's difficult to say. I didn't know. come up with it. I, mean, they I, did. I, I know. I'm, I'm not putting it on you. I'm just saying. Yeah, like a like a Woj bomb for Adrian yeah. Virgin. You need to shorten it a little bit. Yeah. We still need a Chris Clark. We do. One. Really? Y'all been yeah. talking about that? A little bit. We'll yeah. figure it out. We need one. Anyways, back anyway, to your story, yeah, yeah. Chris. Made him wait. Yeah, so it was reported by Zenitz last night that Joshua Farmer, really good defensive lineman for FSU, was going to enter the portal. So you look at it, and when Zenitz says it, you're like, that's, that's happening. You know, that's going to happen. Well, Joshua Farmer responded to it on Twitter and said, false. <laughs> and I sent Wes that last night, and I'm like, this is a nightmare scenario. See, Dwight Schrute, false. Right. Like, this is, like, this is something as a reporter you do not want to happen. And sometimes when you're in our position, you say something, and it actually is true. It's 100% true. And then people and will, like. you still get that. Yeah, you still get that, and then you get blasted and all that. Then the casuals jump on you. <laughs> the casuals do jump on. Well, so he responds to that with false. Then he deleted it, and then he responded again saying false. I, I don't know why, but he did. And so apparently the reporting has come out in Tallahassee that Joshua Farmer, A, has told the FSU staff that he's going to enter the portal, and B, that he actually started filling out his paperwork. So why is the kid saying false? I don't know. But I was kind of wondering when this type of situation would happen it's probably happened before i'm sure where it gets reported that a guy's going in and maybe somebody actually does get it wrong and, and they're not going in or if the information is 100 percent correct 
and a guy's just saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm actually not going in the portal or he changes his mind. But just a weird situation well, in Tallahassee. It, it typically, I feel like it may have happened before, but not on the level of somebody like him that has the national rapport that, yes, if he says something, it's usually truth when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, I don't know why he would have deleted the tweet unless he did add like an exclamation point a second time I, or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have the details on okay. the, uh, but I, I, that is that is weird. Yeah. But I, yeah, props to those guys. The, what they have to juggle from a national standpoint, I can't even imagine. Well, the the kid, the Clemson safety that transferred to Texas, he responded to Nacos, I think, because <laughs> Nacos had said, you know, he's going to visit Texas this weekend or something. And he responded, basically said, or he said, I think Nacos said he's in Texas. And he resp- basically said, no, I'm not. Well, he was going the next day. <laughs> so I think Nacos missed it by a day. Yeah. And then, like, really? But, but then, dude, Dude, by saying no, I'm not. It's like you're making him. You're trying to make him look bad when, really, I mean, you you are going on a visit to Texas, right? Like, okay. and, and he ended up committing there, as you and said. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> then he commits there. I'm like, you're making it. You're making it sound like, oh, I'm not interested in Texas whatsoever. Yeah, I feel okay. like I feel like the best thing is just to not say anything because that draws less attention to yourself. Yeah, I don't. That one, I d- I didn't really understand either. Now, have you guys ever gotten pushback from athletes themselves on, like, it, it could have been something that was true, but, like, things that you guys put out there? Uh-oh, I feel like I've struck a nerve. Oh, you have a different story? Because I'm thinking of one. What are you thinking of? So there was a there was a uh, a prospect. Uh, I, maybe he's listening. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. it. Devon Durant, back in the day, he was from, I want to say, Abbeville, and he was in junior college. And it was a, it was one of those weird deals where, like, people thought, like, he was committed and definitely coming to South Carolina and, and stuff like that several cycles ago. Because I'm a little... This is a off, long time ago. Long time ago. Chris. I'm off on all I the details. I thought he was from Greenwood. It was either Greenwood or Abbeville. It was one of the two. And so... They both have a yellow helmet, so it's throwing me off. So Durant couldn't get to South Carolina is the point. Okay. There were some academic holdups. And so I reported that on our forum. I didn't tweet it. Yeah. I put it on our forum for our subscribers. Well, about five minutes later, I get a text from Devon Durant. That's not true. You know, and so it wasn't, it didn't like play out in public. Sure. The information was 100% true. He okay. didn't end up coming here. And that was a reason for it. But so that's, that's the main one I can think of. Wes, you apparently have another one. Is it I know, for me? I know one for you. Yeah. Really? It was, there was a local guy that also, somewhat similar situation, was committed to South Carolina mm. and was not going to be allowed to sign. Yes. And mm. Chris, forgot about that. Chris reported it and I think instantly got some DMs. I did. Um, I remember that one. Saying some things, but it was true. So It was 100% true. As long as it was true at the end of the day. Truth will set you free. Yeah. What about yours, Wes? I don't think I have one. Wes is always right and Wes always just so. No, that's not true. <laughs> but Chris... If you Chris is a a newsbreaker though, if you're breaking stuff, sometimes people people don't like don't that. like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is where, and I know you guys at Gamecock Central do do a very good job. You guys do typically wait until you hear something from the or not some, hear something when the athlete themselves puts out, "Hey, I'm committed to this place, whatever." Especially when it comes to the transfer portal, that's when you guys run 
your official story on that. And there's obviously a lot of speculation out there leading up to that kind of stuff. But like you guys, we'll, we'll give some hints before you do. And and you can kind of read the tea leaves and kind of see which which direction it's going. But like the AJ Swan thing, there were a lot of people saying it was a done deal. He's coming to South Carolina, and then boom, last minute he swerves to LSU because of course he didn't put out anything official coming to South Carolina. So those kind of things can happen at the last minute. Yeah, and and he was coming to South Carolina is the thing with him. I mean, he had committed. He was the welcome home. And, um, you know, in this business, sometimes, like, Nakos is getting heat on that one because he predicted him to South Carolina. At the time, he was literally verbally committed to South Carolina. Right. And we shared, I mean, we had the same information. We just let Nakos, like, sometimes if, if it's a guy on our team that has reported it, we're just going to share it, and sure. we're going to confirm it. If we hear, hey, this is not true, we're going to come back and be like, well, actually, uh, with a nice text to Pete, too, to say, hey, man, heads up. Sure. I think you're off on this. But in, in this case, we shared Pete's stuff because we knew it was true. Then kid gets cold feet, changes his mind, ends up at LSU. I, I, I actually did just think of one for me. Okay. Not like that, but um, – this is when Beamer first got here, and um, I'm pretty sure I broke the Montario Hardesty is being hired as South Carolina's running backs coach. You did. We were working on that collaboratively, but I got the final confirmation on it, and Beamer was doing a press conference that day. Okay. And I had put it out. And this was a Zoom press conference, and I had just put it out, and then somebody to Shane Beamer says, well, hey, Wes Mitchell says <laughs> Montario Hardesty is being hired at South Carolina. Can you comment? And I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't really get that nervous anymore with my job. I was like, oh, no. What, you know, what, what if he's just like, where did he get that? You know, <laughs> that's not true. But luckily, he, he gave it. He was like, he's like, I'm actually... He's like, we have not officially hired, you know, gave the coach. Okay. We have yeah, not yeah, officially sure, hired sure. anyone yet. He's like, matter of fact, um, basically said, I've got to go check my phone when we leave here. Uh-huh. I'm waiting on some news on that very thing. Okay. So I don't I don't know nope. if it just wasn't official yet or if he we may have gotten the yes and it was still sitting on Beamer's phone. He just hadn't gotten to it yet. Yeah. But now, what what was your relationship with beamer at that point in time obviously he was very new here then non-existent no i mean we i mean i'm we both met beamer when he was here before okay as an assistant so i mean i i would hope if we like really screwed something up he'd just be like hey guys you screwed this up let's (laughs) let's fix that (laughs) yeah I, i think we've avoided the the major yeah major meltdown major reporting meltdown so far yeah but i was sitting there like Oh, oh man! Because it wasn't yeah. just like, "Hey, there's some reports out there." Sure, yeah. it's specific. Well, I, I was sitting there hey. listening to that, watching it, and I heard I did like a triple take. I was like, "What?" Well, thankfully, <laughs> you guys didn't say anything negative about Dow Loggins before that press conference last year. Maybe we got him <laughs> called out, which that was right out a year ago, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, time flies. Really does. Yeah, I was sitting in Aruba when all that was going down. So, watching the World Cup. Yeah, about know. feeling feeling good. <laughs> A lot going on in both the transfer portal and signing day coming up tomorrow. Um, want to get your thoughts on this. The number one quarterback in this upcoming class did indeed flip his commitment last night in a very interesting way. 
We'll talk about that coming up. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Coming up in a little bit, have another 12 days of Christmas giveaway thanks to our friends over at Griffin Pools and Spas. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game and the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you on this Tuesday. Uh, A little bit of a quieter night on the transfer portal front for the Gamecocks, but not in the grand scheme of things when it comes to college football. May I serenade you guys with a poem, if I may? The realm of college dreams where a purpose takes flight. Enter Dylan Riola, crafting his narrative in the night. Once lured by Georgia, where powerhouse glory gleamed, yet Nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed. In the scarlet and cream where legacies entwined, Dylan, like Rogers, Rosier and Crouch, a hero in line. No longer a cog in some powerhouse machine, but a quarterback with an even grander ambition unseen. So fellow fans await with hope in the air for Dylan to choose his purpose to declare. In Weekend's decision, destiny calls to fulfill his purpose where a new dynasty enthralls. I think you're supposed to snap after poems. Did uh, Marcus Satterfield write that? <laughs> he may have. Regardless, that's how Dylan Riola announced that he was going to Nebraska last night. <sighs> There's a lot done hey, there. A plus for creativity. I'll give him that. The, the best summation of that is one of the first comments on on, uh, on Twitter. It says, ain't no way you really just post this. <laughs> let, let me just... Yeah, I didn't hear one... Mention of NIL uh, in that reasoning. Well, it's probably an acronym well, there somewhere. Let's the, see. The, the only reason he's going there is because his dad played there and his yeah, uncle's man. the O-line coach, right? That's it. That's, is this our first poem announcement? To my knowledge, yes. That's why I say creativity, A+. plus. But the poem's about him. Like, it is not about even him. From him. It's about, I do like, want to know if he, we need the the investigation team on this. He did, did he write, write it, right? If he wrote it, he wrote it in the third part, like, that's just weird. It's going to be like The Rock. He's going to talk about himself in the third person. Well, Dylan Raiola had a really good game today. <laughs> Dylan Raiola is really proud of his teammates. Like, I'd, I'd kind of be down for that. No, this has jumped the shark already, I feel like. The first thing that I thought of when I when I saw this, well, my first reaction was, is this real? Um, yes, it is. It, it, it is. It is indeed it real. It is from the at Raiola Dylan Twitter account. Yep, it's, it's him. And um, my second thought was, like, can we get Morgan Freeman to read this? You know how they'll do, like, the Ooh. Morgan Freeman reads things? I promise we can get an AI of Morgan Freeman to do it and be in the realm of college dreams where purpose takes flight. Enter <laughs> Dylan Riola crafting his narrative in the night. Something that's, to that that's effect. That's not bad, Tyler. Pretty good off you? the cuff. I do, I do impressions. Do some impressions. That was pretty good. Hmm. There's also there's a uh, Alabama uh commitment who's going to sign with them who's named red like morgan freeman's character in shawshank redemption that's awesome it all makes sense it is awesome the lineage of just fantastically named players at alabama continues kool-aid mckinstry yes all red hootie jones a couple years ago that was a great one Ole miss got a a guy named Pooh. really <laughs> yeah as well there's, yeah, there's nothing better Pooh paul Pooh paul <laughs> there's nothing better than in the preseason the all-name team Going oh, into yeah. a college football year because we had guy, some this fantastic ones this year. Gets it twice because his nickname is he's Pooh Paul, but he's all, his real name is Chris Paul. Yeah, so, Ooh, that's good. No relation. There was a guy um, on the Seahawks last night named Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. 
I heard that. I was listening actually here on the game. Wait, we had they had that playing. Could also Michael, listen on Michael the game. Michael Jackson out. on the tackle. I'm like, what? Yep. Um, but by, but this does Dylan Raiola to Nebraska is just one part of like a very interesting offseason for quarterbacks. So Georgia loses Dylan Raiola. Mm-hmm. By the way, I there was a time where I'd forgotten Dylan Raiola was committed to Ohio State at one point. Correct. He committed to Georgia back in May. Yep. So he was Ohio State, decommit, flip to Georgia, and now to Nebraska. Uh Georgia getting Carson Beck back for twenty twenty four. Seems like a pretty big storyline yes. in college football because he was one of the best in the country. I mean, let's just call it like it was. Probably played better. I know he played better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the year, had some like legitimate NFL draft buzz. So him coming back is big for kind of the pecking order of college football, I think, when you start looking to next year. And then, guys, there's a lot of really talented quarterbacks in the transfer portal. The, the the amount we all were told by people like Zenit, Nakos, who cover the portal, like, hey guys, there's going to be some big names enter the portal, and you go, ooh, what, what's that mean? And man, the way it's played out, Dylan Gabriel entering, Kyle McCord entering, um, and some of the destinations for these guys are fascinating. And then of course we still got some huge names in, and guys are continuing to jump in. Malachi Nelson from Southern Cal jumped in, you know. Um, KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson. You still got, then you got Cam Ward and DJU and um, Will Howard from Kansas State. Like, there's some really, really good quarterbacks in the portal. And where the the moves that they pick, the schools that they pick, I think that's, there's a lot of moving parts left to see, you know, that are going to help set the course of where next season goes. How did the Georgia Georgia faithful take this news well, so here's the thing this has been in the rumor mill for like two weeks now so they mentally prepared themselves. yeah pretty much i mean the shoe finally dropped last night which you figured it was either gonna drop last night or actually on signing day um tomorrow so when it did i really don't feel like there was a lot of fanfare to it too much and he wasn't the only quarterback committed for georgia in 2024 they also have ryan uh, Pug- puglisi i believe i'm pronouncing that correct four star out of connecticut so it's like the, it's not like they're devoid of having a quarterback in this class and again carson beck coming back you know for next year where i mean maybe Rella was assuming he was going to come in and get to start right away which seems like to be the path out there at nebraska um but i mean in georgia's class is still number one so i don't think people are oh, too drop that in freaked there, out about drop it. that in there just stating hey i'm stating facts as long as it's true right yeah so uh the other kid i'm not gonna try to say his name he looks smart now because I think for the longest time you're like, why is he coming in? Played the long game. You know, with Raiola. But As he committed last year. Like, he's been long committed to them. Yeah, I, d- I think there was maybe, and I don't know if there's anything behind this, there was maybe a thought at least outside of Georgia that, oh, he'll look around once Raiola committed, and that did not end up being the case. But, yeah, let's go back to Carson Beck, though. I feel like when they played South Carolina, he wasn't quite – up to what he ended up being like as the yeah. year went on he he went from kind of that game manager guy i, I think or, or what we thought maybe you know maybe he's going to be a game manager to being probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country because i think a lot of people kind of just put that title that tag on him and he well outplayed the game manager moniker and ended up being really really good for them so i, I think you know, you tend to think Georgia is going to have a quarterback. Like, they've recruited very well at that spot. But his return is pretty daggum big for them. And and now, you know what, Raiola, sure, he's a great player. Sure. 
there's a there's a lot of just you talk about Ohio State, then Georgia, then Nebraska. I, I would have some concerns. The poem. Yeah, I would have some concerns about him. I'm just kidding. Hitting his potential, and it, so Georgia has guys waiting in the wings. If Georgia doesn't like what they have coming up, they're gonna just go. They'll just go get a portal guy next year. Sure, you know, it's not. Sure. It's not like it's dire. Um, unless Kirby Smart takes the Falcons' job, then it might be dire. I'm glad you guys saw that too. You buy that, Tyler? I do not. I, I don't. Not at it. all. Nope. Kirby will be in Athens as long as Kirby wants to be in Athens. I agree. I think with that's that. Kirby wants to be in Atlanta. He has a he has a nice mansion just off Millage Avenue. I don't think he's going anywhere. He can, I mean, he can keep it. It's a long drive from Athens to Flowery Branch. You can fly. Yeah, the Kirby copter. Take, take a chopper in. By the way, uh, Tyler, you mentioned accurately that Georgia's number one. In the, I assume you're using the on three industry team recruiting rankings when you it, look at it this. It encompasses all the ratings to get an industry standard. That's why it's the best. There you go. Great job. Thank you for your loyalty. Georgia number one, Bama number two. No shock. Ohio State three, Florida State, then Texas. That's the top five. South Carolina currently sits at number 20. But a little side note to that, if you look at the average star ranking, or the, really more accurately, the average grade, of each commitment in the class, South Carolina's top 15. Actually, one spot, seven one-hundredths of a point average behind Clemson right now. Yep. Should I not mention that, Wes? I'm just saying. It's accurate. So they're number, Game fif- of inches. number 15 right now. Um, Colorado's actually number 12. They have Jordan Seaton committed, who's Stud. a five-star. And they basically are attempting to rebuild the offensive line, mainly through the portal as well. Brought in a bunch of guys last bunch, week. A bunch of transfer guys. Jordan Seaton, um, there's been some rumors of a potential flip there, though. So, Ooh. To somebody. So we'll see. Tomorrow should be interesting. Early signing day, national signing day, whatever you want to call it. And we'll have basically wall-to-wall coverage of that tomorrow for South Carolina's signing class. We'll take a quick look at what that's looking like uh, the day before as uh, we get set for early signing day coming up tomorrow. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, and Chris Clark along with you here on 107.5 The Game, the 107.5 The Game app, and coming soon on January the 2nd, The Game TV. We'll be right back. Again, coming up tomorrow, it is early signing day or national signing day, basically, at this point in time because the one in February doesn't generate a whole lot uh, like it used to. And South Carolina getting ready to welcome in another very solid class headlined, of course, by uh, Dylan Stewart and Josiah Thompson. And Josiah Thompson this past weekend got to take part in the uh, Carolina Shrine game. Um, out there, so a chance to see him just before signing day, and uh, all indications that South Carolina should have a should have a good day tomorrow. Yeah, man, I, I feel like the, I mean, for one, this is now national national signing day. Like, yeah, I was put. We were kind of putting together some of our pre write stuff for tomorrow. You used to kind of put early signing day, early, and I'm like, no, we're just going to put national signing day on everything, and it does kind of. It's lost a little bit of just the. Almost the drama. The drama has shifted to transfer portal coverage and stuff. But for South Carolina right now, maybe a couple of little things we're still tracking. DeBron Gatling is really the the main sort of uncommitted guy that we've been keeping an eye on. Again, he'll announce right about the time that um, we go on air here. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, that'll be something to watch. 
Braden Lee, longtime South Carolina cornerback commitment, still being heavily pursued by Maryland. And so that'll be something to watch. And then, um, you know, just, hey, are there are there going to be any surprises? You always kind of keep a ear to the ground for stuff like that. But for the most part, should be a good day for South Carolina. From what we know, I think I think everybody is going to go ahead and sign early. Um, and then a ton of these guys actually are going to enroll early as well. We'll put out a list of what we've gathered so far on, on that here later today. But, Chris, that, that might be the biggest list. I mean, it was a huge list last year, too. But, yeah. Um, might end up being the biggest list of early enrollees or at least percentage of the class that enrolls early that we've maybe ever seen. Yeah, really, this is what I said earlier, Wes, Garnet Trust Hour, before you got in here. I, this is one of the only times I can think of in the early signing period era. And I'd have to go back and look. Maybe the only one where you can't look forward and say, from a high school and junior college standpoint, who else is out there for the February signing period? I can't think of, like, last year we had Nick Carver. You know, you were up there in D.C. for Nick Carver. I was here, home base. But there's not that guy right now. You know, you're really tracking DeBron Gatling. Daniel Hill is one that won't be February because he's still an early enrollee, you know. Um, He's still a guy that, I mean, how will that be handled? I I don't know, but but he's not going to actually announce what he's going to do until January 6th. How many times has he moved that announcement, by the way? I mean, technically, as far as a date set, just once or a couple times. Um, So that's kind of, there's just, everything is going to happen tomorrow. You know, like you're going to get basically all your signees. um, You're going to have a high school announcement. But you, you can't really look forward and say, hey, what what's out there for February, which is interesting. And that's most of the, that's been pretty typical since 2018. But you've normally had, like, something to look forward to in, in February. For the most part, tomorrow is going to be – because e- even though they do the ceremonies, they go ahead a lot of times and send in their letter of intent, too. So a guy might have, oh, he's going to sign at his high school at 2 o'clock. Um you know, the, the Greenville guys are, quote, signing mm-hmm. at their high school today at, at 4. Sure. Even though they can't even technically sign it, it has to be signed tomorrow. But, you know, those things don't really matter. Prob- more than likely, tomorrow you're just going to see within probably the first two hours of signing day, you're just going to see Gamecock football account on Twitter. So welcome to South Carolina football, Mazio Bennett. You know, welcome, Josiah Tom. Like, it's going to just be yeah. trickling out official. Always, it's 7 a.m. when they can start yeah. sending them in, correct? Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, yeah, I mean. And, but- last, and, and the period does last until Friday. Okay. You got Wednesday till Friday. It's kind of, this is the but, signing. But like you said, I mean, most of the stuff's yeah. probably going to get done tomorrow. I mean, obviously yeah. you guys will be hanging out here all day, popping in, kind of giving updates on things. But we could very well have a bulk of those guys you know, in by, by nine time, o'clock when by we're the going time we get on it, right. really we may be waiting on Gatling um to to make his announcement. Right. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Braden Lee. But other than that, it, it it may for the most part be done. Even you know, 
did Michael Smith, is he having his ceremony on Friday? Friday? Is that That's right? right? But he'll probably have already sent it in, I That's, think, officially. Yeah. Um, that would be my expectation. And so, yeah, it's a little bit just sort of anticlimactic almost but but that's fine if you're if you're in today's era if you're a coaching staff you want a quiet signing day sure absolutely <laughs> like you don't you don't want the drama you're just like hey let's get everybody let's get to the finish this is you have rounded the final curve of this marathon and you just don't want to trip before you get to the finish line well and, and chris and i were talking about this in the garnet trust hour you know Coaches are juggling a lot at this point in time anyway, and obviously Transfer Portal is what we've been on so much over these past couple weeks and trying to to build your roster based on guys that you lost that, yeah, you'd like to go into early signing day knowing everything's buttoned up and and good to go, just waiting for, you know, pen to meet paper and and bring these guys in um, officially. And we'll have Coach Beamer's press conference coming up tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock where he'll be able to recap everything and finally actually refer to these guys by name instead of vaguely talking about the guys that we have coming in for 2024. That's one of the... 10,000 silly rules that coaches have to follow. But like I said, hopefully a quiet signing day and another good class coming in. I actually do enjoy the sort of finally kind of hearing mm-hmm. from, from Beamer on the guys because I feel like, I mean, we, we obviously cover these guys and, and gather as much information as we can, but you always maybe get a little tidbit here or there about all this, you know, hey, they like him at this spot maybe or um, here's something that happened during the recruiting process. Hopefully Jessica Jackson gives us her tweets on each of the guys those are always a a must follow on twitter where she gives her personal thoughts on recruiting each player and you know guys i I think in terms of just um this class the fact that we'll see we'll see what happens with Braden lee right but they've held on to this class despite you know some some disappointments on the field this year and I, i do think you know when they were sitting there what were they Two, two and six. Yeah, just to kind of salvage the year. Five and seven isn't what anyone wanted, mm-hmm. but to salvage the year gets a little bit of positive momentum back. Probably helps you in recruiting as well, as opposed to just kind of having the the wheels fall off of the thing. Well, yeah, and throughout the football season, it was everything stayed relatively in place outside Julius Solomon, who ended up flipping back to South Carolina. That was really the only like true drama there, but everything else kind of stayed in place as the season went along. Yeah, it did. Um, my one of my favorite Friday additions to a class because, like Chris said, it, you you always have to you always have to acknowledge there's a three day window for the most part. Guys, go ahead and sign. Chris, do you remember who I believe was a Friday addition to a South Carolina class? I think that ended up being playing a huge role at South Carolina. I don't. Xavier Leggett. There was some talk that South Carolina was going to kind of just maybe wait and sign. Like, he kind of had an offer, but Mm -hmm. they were kind of trying to, I think, manipulate the numbers a little bit. If I remember correctly, Leggett signed with South Carolina on like a Friday evening. Um, it It was either Wednesday evening, like after everything had already finished, or a Friday evening. But it was definitely later than the normal just Wednesday because Leggett out of high school was considered a great athlete, but mm-hmm. people were kind of like, you know, he's got a ways to go as a, as a receiver. Right. You're exactly right. Friday? I went back and looked. Well, I don't know about the date, but um, it was definitely late. They were originally going to have him pull the old blue shirt 
Yes. Wes is like I remember. I was at Danny. I know. I know what restaurant I was at. I'm not gonna give him any free love, but he was originally gonna blue shirt, which means you would enroll in August and count against the previous class. But they had a spot open up, and Tennessee was trying to land him too. I think. Which speaking of the devil, just scrolling through Twitter, they really got just signed with ESM Sports Management. So those will be guys representing him as he gets set to uh, go to the NFL, and obviously. Turned out to be a, a great player here for South Carolina, especially popping off this, uh, this past season. So hopefully there's another Xavier Leggett waiting in the wings when it comes to this uh, early signing period here starting tomorrow. But obviously we'll cover that all day long as the commitments do come in. And we'll share our thoughts um, as signing day rolls along tomorrow. Come back and wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Take a quick peek at that Garnet Trust Fund and see where that number is ahead of tomorrow's deadline. It's coming up here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark here on the game in the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head, West Mitchell, Chris Clark along with you on this Tuesday. Wrapping up, getting you set for early signing day coming up tomorrow. And again, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage all day long as the commitments come in and uh, talking about them once they're officially Gamecocks. We have Coach Beamer's press conference coming up tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock as well on the afternoon show. But I wanted to close out with this. Tomorrow is also the deadline for the million-dollar match with our friends over at the Garnet Trust. Of course, it was about a month ago that an anonymous donor made that million-dollar donation that will be matched, or the donation that will be matched up to a million dollars based on contributions made to the Garnet Trust over the course of this past month. And here we are on December the 19th, and that current uh, pot is sitting at 900 $57,403, so just a little over $40,000 uh, to go in the next 24 hours to get to that million-dollar goal. So shout-out to everybody. No matter how much you donated, if you were a part of this, you uh, have done an amazing job of uh, you know getting the uh, almost completely f- uh, full fulfillment of that uh, million-dollar match donation. So, Tyler, what made you want to give this million? <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I couldn't give away any more of the tickets that I give away, so <laughs> I decided to, to just dip into the old bank account and... Uh, you know, throw it out there. No, very, very cool for whoever this anonymous donor out there is. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Gamecock Nation, you're going to hit this thing. So 957403 to be exact as of 825 this morning. So the final push, the final countdown is so on 42,596. <laughs> Seven dollars. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. I predict that they'll get there before <laughs> tomorrow. That is my prediction. They've done really well with this. I mean, Gamecock Nation has really responded. It's a really cool campaign. Absolutely. We've seen, we've seen some match campaigns at other places around the country. And, I mean, look, we, we've said it so many times. You, you may be rolling your eyes. I, I don't like NIL. I'm not going to do it. That's fine. But it's what it takes nowadays. And quite honestly, guys, we especially see it in the transfer portal. Um, Guys are going to ask about NIL opportunities. I remember, I think it was last summer or last season um, when we were still kind of working on the 2023 class following that. I asked somebody who's in it every day in terms of recruiting, um, hey, how, how many high school guys are asking about NIL and how many transfer portal guys are asking about NIL? And high school, it was probably about half, but all the good ones. 
and then transfer portal it was 100 percent doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> and so this year i think that's probably increased even a little bit obviously not the portal that's remained 100 percent but we've seen south carolina have a good amount of success in the portal there's still a lot of work to be done but this is an area where you've got to be sound and um, you, you got to be really competitive the schools that we've seen do the best at it this particular cycle have also been doing really good work in nio and south carolina is one of those Ole miss who has the best portal class in the country right now they've been incredible at this aspect of it missouri who's done well in the portal but has also kept some kids home and they're doing extremely well on the high school front they have their very unique state law for in-state kids but they also have done an incredible job but a lot better than people would know on the surface at nil so you, you, you got to be really good here, and you got to remember two of the biggest brands in college football in Texas and Oklahoma, who also are really good on the NIL front, are coming into the conference next year. Caden Green, Oklahoma transfer offensive tackle this morning, commits to Missouri. He was the number one O-line in the entire portal. This guy started seven games as a true freshman last year for Oklahoma. Still, still not good enough to stay in town. Right. I mean... I think that that's been the craziest thing about the portal. Generally, guys, if you pick a school and you're playing, you never saw guys transfer out before. No, like you, well, tra- transferring was, you know, I, may, maybe every now and then a guy wants to get back closer to home or a guy wants to move up. Most of the time, it was, I'm just not playing. And and this is a kid who, as a true freshman, started seven games and then just decided to play the the portal game. Gets to go back home. I mean, let's well, be, let's be let's be honest on that. <laughs> there is zero percent chance that NIL was not heavily yeah. heavily of involved in that. Well, and on the flip side of that, stick with Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel, who was their starter this past season and would have been their now starter going in the SEC, goes to Oregon and. Probably a pretty heavy NIL component going to that. I know everybody likes to point fingers at the Phil Knight money, but I imagine there's a lot of other things going on up there as far as the NIL front goes that can pull somebody like that for his 12th year of college football to go play in the you know uh, footsteps of Marcus Mariota, who he grew up idolizing. If I'm a Gamecock fan, look no further than what Missouri is doing for your motivation. Also just got Courtney Crutchfield. Uh, from the high school ranks, number 93 player in the country, also committed to Missouri. Appreciate okay. Eli sharing on three. Drinks making some things happen out with there. That. And they have the state law with the NIL with the high in high school. school. That helps out too. Yeah. yeah. Missouri's overall high school class is not as highly rated as I thought it was, but they are getting some upper-level guys at the top of this thing and then supplementing it with the portal. Yeah, they're doing a great job. They're a case study. FSU, how they rebuilt their team, that's a case study. There's a lot of evidence. And Ole Miss, what they're doing. Ole Miss, yeah, half half the roster. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely. And, again, coming up tomorrow, early signing day, we'll have all the coverage of that here on the game as the commitments do come in. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs halftime show coming up next with myself and Terry Ford here on the game and the 1075 The Game app.